For most of us college students, COVID may have seemed to ruin the best years of our lives. The college experience is supposed to be filled with socializing, partying, and maybe some learning. The pandemic may have affected the normal lives we had before, whether we got it or not, but we will and have begun to resume to that normal life. For my roommate, Lauren Turner, that's not the case. Her life has forever been changed due to lasting COVID effects on her health. And I think that's one thing I've had to keep telling myself, like, you didn't ask for this. And I think I blame myself a lot. And I'm like, you, no one asked, no one asked for this pandemic. No one asked for you to get sick. Not only is Lauren my roommate, but she's also my teammate. Lauren, or as we like to call her in the gym, Turner, has been playing volleyball for over 10 years and is now a senior at the University of San Diego. Unfortunately, when Turner got COVID in February of 2021, she was never able to return to the court. For months, doctors were unable to pinpoint what was wrong with her, unable to clear her for play, forcing Turner to be sidelined for her final season with the possibility of never playing again. Some days I'm just like, fuck it, let me just put on, let me just put on my knee pads and just play. Like, you never know how much you miss something until you don't have it. Turner got COVID during our season, along with another one of our roommates and teammates, Laura Medill. Hence why we call Lauren by her last name, to avoid confusion when shouting out one of their names during practice. The pair came in together as freshmen and have been best friends ever since. They do everything together, which is why it was no surprise they both contracted COVID at the same time. We had a game that Thursday, and I remember playing, and after every time out, I would like be hitting my inhaler, and I would be like... Is it like stuffy in here and anyone else? Like I remember like telling myself like, okay, one more set, a couple more games, like a couple more points, like you're fine. Like trying to like talk to myself because I had could not breathe. I remember like my body being like so fatigued. Laura recalls this moment as well, standing on the sideline with Lauren during the game. Is it hard to breathe in here? Like, is it just really hot in here? Is it stuffy? And I was like, no. And she's like, I can't breathe. Like, I don't know what it is, but like running hurts my chest right now. Like, I feel like I might have COVID. <laughs> To no surprise, Turner did in fact have COVID, testing positive that very next day. There was like honestly something in me when I tested positive when I got the call from the county that like immediately scared me. I've had asthma growing up and I was like, okay, maybe I'll have some more breathing issues and maybe that'll be something, but never to the degree of what I thought, you know, would take me out like this for sure. I mean, there's no way you could ever predict this. In the following days, Laura tested positive as well putting the both of them into quarantine while they experienced symptoms including chest pain and fatigue. As the quarantine ended and Laura's symptoms began to go away, Turner's did not. In fact, they only got worse from there on, including dizzy spells, brain fog, blackouts, and serious chest pain. After a laundry no, list of tests no, and visits with many doctors, they still couldn't figure out what was wrong. Over seven long months, she would return home from these visits with no answers. How discouraging it must be to know that you don't feel right, but every test shows up normal, and even medical professionals can't tell you what's wrong. Still having so many of my tests come back normal, and then being like, well, we know something's not right, but we can't pinpoint exactly what it is, I think was really just frustrating. I mean, a lot of me crying in the doctor's office and they'd be like, sorry, we don't know. We're going to keep trying. Let's do this. And um, luckily it was like the very last test that they ended up diagnosing me with POTS, which so I'm so grateful that, you know, my fr family, friends, teammates, like they were in impatient with me for the long haul of things. But I think for me, it was just really tough to be like, I do not feel okay. 
I want an answer and there's no answer to be had. So what exactly is POTS? POTS stands for Postural Orthostatic Tachycardia Syndrome, and it's a disorder of the autonomic nervous system. It affects heart rate, blood vessel dilation, body temperature, amongst many other factors, and symptoms can look different in each patient. POTS can develop for a number of reasons, primarily in the aftermath of a significant illness. COVID-19 has come to be known as an illness that can trigger this condition with its lasting symptoms. It is a debilitating condition that causes your heart to speed up by at least 30 beats per minute after you move from sitting or lying down to standing. This happens when your body's autonomic nervous system, which should work automatically, fails to control your blood pressure and heart rate to make up for your change in posture. During a particular doctor's appointment, Turner had an awful experience. She went to get what they call a tilt table test. And essentially, they strap you down to a table and adjust your body position from horizontal to vertical to simulate standing up. The doctors then observe to see if the patient feels any symptoms while monitoring blood pressure and heart rate. Patients experience the majority of their symptoms during this test. And Turner's symptoms began to skyrocket. Heart racing, blurry vision, and feeling like she was going to pass out. She sat on that table for three and a half hours in discomfort until the test was over. And my symptoms were just like going off the roof. I could not see. I was sweaty. Uh, my heart was racing. Didn't know where I was. And it was so long. And I, w- I was like crying, strapped down to this table. And I was like, is the test over yet? Like, is it over? And the nurses were like, no, we have a couple more like series to do. I remember Turner coming home that day, visibly disoriented, looking drained and confused. But even on her worst days, she put on a happy face and didn't want us to worry about her. Ask anyone who knows her, and they'll tell you how much of a bright and bubbly person she is. One aspect of POTS that's been difficult to cope with for her is this feeling of isolation, because she might not be able to do everything anymore. POTS is a problem of stamina, and it's also known as the invisible disease, because it's hard to see when patients with this disease are struggling, because the symptoms are all internal. And I think just knowing that I can't, like, do everything all the time, I think has been, like, a big adjustment. Knowing that I want to do X, Y, and Z, but, like, physically my body, like, will not allow me. Like, I know at the end of the day, I will be just, like, so pooped and so done. And I think that's been such an adjustment for me as a 21-year-old, not something I ever thought I would have to experience. Most 21-year-olds don't have to worry about the struggles Turner faces on a daily basis because COVID didn't affect them like this. I checked in with Laura about her feelings towards COVID after it has affected a loved one. Does the circumstance make you more angry or upset about the pandemic and how it's affected someone close to you? I mean, it makes me mad when I think about a year ago, like that she's not going to be able to do and play volleyball to like, to the extent that she was anymore. It makes me mad that like, she's not able to live the same life that I know she wanted for herself in other ways. This is a huge lesson for like college kids our age that like, hey, we need to be smart too. And like stuff does affect you. And at the end of the day, like your health is a huge thing. And there there are things we're not invincible as much as we're young and we have good immune systems. Like there are things that can you can get that can affect the way that you live for the rest of your life. And that's one huge example of that. As her roommates, Laura and I have firsthand seen Turner's bravery and patience throughout this entire process. She has never missed a practice and finds a way to stay a part of her team in any way she can. 
whether that's shagging balls or flipping the scoreboard, or cheering on the sidelines. Turner has been in the gym just as much as the rest of us. And to her, there was no other option but that, showing up. That was, uh, I think that was one of the biggest adjustments, and mentally having to, like, know, okay, I can't play, what is that next role for me, and trying to find the positives that I can, and the impact I can make on the team, and still being around, like, I love being in the gym every day, how cheesy as that sounds, like, that's, like, one of the only things that, like, makes me feel normal. It's one of the only things in my life that is, like, habit routine. Mm -hmm. I can't get that in any other aspect of my life, and I think maybe because I'm, like, drained from just that, because it is so much, um... So, yeah, like, I just couldn't imagine not being able to do something that, like, has been such a part of your life for so long. hmm hmm Yeah. And like I said, I think that's something that I've had to, like, almost, like, mourn, like, the loss of, like, who I was as a volleyball player. And I, I'm trying to still hold on to it. I mean, we've had, we have still some season left. But I think just the identity aspect of volleyball, because it has been such a part of our lives and has created so many opportunities for us. And that's why I think that's maybe that's my motivation for always being in the gym still. Cause I'm like, I'm not ready to give it up quite yet. You know, I'm not ready to lose, you know, lose who she was. I think I probably put a lot of pressure on myself. And I think knowing that the people who you're worried about disappointing aren't disappointed in you has been just really, I'm really grateful for that. Um, oh my God, I'm not gonna cry because I, I could, I could see, <laughs> I saw a little trickle happening that's not gonna happen. As someone who has played volleyball since I was eight, spending hours upon hours over my lifetime training, I cannot imagine all of that being ripped away. For most athletes, our sport is a part of our identity. Laura also couldn't imagine herself in Turner's shoes. I mean, it's changed everything in her life, and I think she's such a strong individual, so it's, it's from an outsider's perspective, it seems like she's doing just fine, but I, I would say if I was in her position, I'd be... I'd be going through a ton of emotions. I mean, she played her last game of volleyball without even knowing it. And that's a huge part of her life that's been a part of her life for 10, 15 years. And at the end of the day, POTS now has changed the way she's going to live the rest of her life. If I've been able to see anything positive out of this situation, it's the inspiration that Turner has made on our team. Throughout these hardships that no 21-year-old college student should ever have to face, Lauren has remained optimistic and committed to doing whatever she can to help our team in her new role. We will all likely face some kind of dramatic changes in our lives that may completely redirect the path we intended to follow. And how do we navigate that? Well, one thing's for certain. Optimism can help you get through the toughest of times, so long as you fill yourself up with positive people and positive thoughts to help you get through.